Hey fam, this is Call Cheryl Hun. You're in a call, and I'm your host, Cheryl Spears. The views and opinions expressed here on the Call Cheryl Hun podcast are those of myself and podcast guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any company discussed. Any content provided by myself and podcast guests are of their opinion and are not intended to defame any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Each week on the podcast, we will hear your MLM stories and also discuss MLMs like Beachbody, along with the problematic Heinz, super trainers, and CEOs who recruit using pain points and other sleazy tactics. This is not just another anti-MLM podcast. My goal is to prevent anyone from making the same mistake I made for the past eight years while I was in an MLM cult. If you want to share your story, email me at callcherylhine at gmail.com or send me a DM over on Instagram at callcherylhine. Now remember, when I'm not pulling back the BS on Beachbody, you'll find me here on my podcast or hanging out in my Instagram stories. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast or you might miss something juicy. Now sit back and relax, grab your favorite drink or snack and enjoy the show. Hey fam, Cheryl here. I'm just jumping on to give you a quick content warning. This episode contains content that may be alarming and trigger some listeners. Please check the show notes for more detailed description and take care of yourself. Hey fam, this is the Call Cheryl Hun podcast and I am your host, Cheryl Spears. Today, we have our follow-up guest, Miss Heggy Smalls from the Hun Snark Reddit thread. And I am so excited. And I bet you're wondering why we have Miss Higgy Smalls again. So, I mean, we just had her on the show on Monday. So, so Miss Higgy Smalls, why are you back? Because it was so much fun. Is that it? Like, yeah, it was just so much fun. It really was so much fun. I really did enjoy it a great deal. But no, I'm, I'm glad that I'm back. Yes, we have a lot of things to discuss. Um, and we've been going back and forth in our uh, Instagram DMs. And pretty much Miss Heggy Smalls has helped me through this entire week. I never expected this episode to go to blow up um, as much as it did. I believe that as of right now, we are at the dashboard. I'm looking it up right now in real time. We are at, Cheryl, get your stuff together. Goodness gracious. Where are you? 1,274 of you have decided to tune in and listen to Miss Heggy Smalls spilling some secrets <laughs> about her Reddit thread. Um, and I do want to go ahead and start this off today. Um, I have had some conversations, um, some hard conversations, but they were eye-opening conversations within my DMs, you know. And I just want to go ahead and preface that, you know, we do discuss some very touchy subjects here on the podcast. And, you know, some people, you may think that we go overboard, but I want you to know that it is not overboard when you are actually trying to uncover the misinformation, the 
fake lifestyles and lies and manipulation that these Beachbody Huns try to sell you so that they can recruit you into your their downline um, to make money off of you. So Miss Hagee Smalls, where, where do you want to go start next? Where do you want to start first? What do we want to follow up with? Well, I'd like to first make the clarification um, just really briefly that, um, it's, well, it's not really my subreddit. It's, uh, it's everybody's yeah. and it's our collective community. I just happen to be yes. one of the moderators. Yeah, I'm sorry, Miss Hagee Smalls. No, that's and, okay. I just wanted to put that out there because I don't want yes. anyone to think that I think, you know. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, it's a collection you know, of all of you. It's yeah, a yeah, it's a community. So yes. um, with regard to what you're um saying about uh you know diving into some of these deeper subjects touchier subjects um, yeah there are some that seem to touch uh a nerve more than others yeah and and yeah I, I guess I would like to ask you then from your experience this week what would you say some more some of the more touchy things have been well the mo the most touchiest subject that we touched on was Amy Bailey and um the loss of her oldest daughter Berkeley. That is, um, I shared reels um, about, you know, Storm and his domestic violence past. And yeah. those, that one, um, people actually embraced it because it is bringing awareness to domestic violence, you know, yeah. and, and that's, you know, that that's things that we want to do. We want to bring awareness to those types of things. But one of the things that a lot of the kickback that I got this week was, because we are basically, this is quote unquote, preying on a mother who lost her child, a grieving mother who lost her child. That is what I have. And by no me, look, I'm a mom, right? You're yeah. a mom. I'm a mom, yeah. We're not evil people, right? Nope. And it's it was never my intention to be like, yes, we're going to have Peggy Smalls on here and we're going to expose Amy Bailey and be, you know, and just dig into her grief and her, and her um, turmoil. That is absolutely incorrect. Right. Um, sometimes when you do have conversations with people about touchy subjects like this, right. It's kind of necessary because it shows that what she curates on her Instagram is not the reality. Correct. So what do you think about some of the feedback that I got? So I think that you're you're getting feedback from people who perhaps don't understand the entire story and don't understand yeah. the entirety of what's all happened here. Um, yeah. Amy, it's a long story with Amy, you know, although it's been very brief with her current situation, it's also very long and kind of involved, but you know, yeah. Amy to, for anybody who is aware of the police report um, from the death of her daughter, they would understand that she was also warned by her in-laws that Storm becomes a dangerous person when he consumes alcohol to the point where he nearly murdered his first wife. Right. And it, you know, she was warned. She was warned by the family. Um, yes. The sister-in-law, um, excuse me, declined to be in the wedding because Storm's issues with alcohol and their overall dynamic just wasn't a good one. I mean, he's yeah. when he drinks, um, he becomes dangerous when he drinks, apparently, or this is alleged, all this is allegedly from these reports. Yeah. Um, so no, this is, 
This is Amy putting herself directly in a situation that she was aware of prior to putting herself in it. Right. And then it right. happened and um, she left Instagram. And at yeah. one point she vowed to never return to Instagram. She would never return. And then she ended up needing to return is my assumption here. And she came back. And when she came back, she really leaned into religion a lot. Yeah. Much more than she had before. And she really, it was all, I mean, this is my speculation. It was almost as though it was a diversion. Yeah. Uh, from everything else that was going on. And maybe if she were to focus on the faith aspect of things that maybe people wouldn't question what had happened because she has to be a good person, right? Because she's so yeah. Christian. Right. And it's, you know, I, I just like, I, I feel like this is very deceptive and manipulative and, um, you know, she, as I had mentioned in the last uh, episode or the podcast, she has, you know, give us, given us a curated narrative of a life that yeah. not even she has. Okay. And she's using that life to prey on people to get them to sign up mm -hmm. under the guise that they too can have what she actually does not have. Right. She doesn't have a wonderful, loving husband. So let me now i'm probably going to get kicked back on this one but i'm going to just go ahead and say it um i was listening to a podcast today um and they were going over the quick chris watts case mm -hmm. right yeah. i think everybody knows about the chris watts case he um he basically had a wife named shanann who mm -hmm. was an mlm hun um i think it was for thrive she worked for thrive actually and on her facebook um, because that's what was popular then she created this. She had a curated life. Yep. She had a, she lived a fake life. She posed as that her and her husband were perfectly fine, that they were wonderful together, that they loved each other. And I'm not by any means stating that like storm could do harm that, you know, I'm not saying that I want this oh. to happen. Right. You're simply saying but, that there are some comparisons that seem to be pretty. Yeah. There's so yeah. many comparisons. But when I listened to that today, there are so many comparisons to Amy's story. Right. And if you, I'm not going to go into the Chris Watts story because everybody should know that by now, but you know, behind the scenes, it was never what was shown on social media. So she roped in. I mean, she was pretty high up. Shanann was pretty high up in the Thrive multi pyramid, right? right. Um, and one of the reasons that she had gotten back late the night before she passed away was, or was killed, was she was coming back from a retreat from Thrive that she had earned. And they had showed on online, loving family, loving kids. He's a great dad. He's a perfect dad. He loves his daughters. And we know what happened, what he did, right? He ended yeah. up ultimately killing all of them. And so this was my thing. So I was thinking about it today. And one of the reasons I didn't honestly mean to even listen to that episode, it was just up next. And when I was listening, I was like, this is absolutely nuts. Like all of the signs that we have read in the police reports and that we know about Storm sounds very similar to that story yes, 100 percent. yes it does and so for people for me when people get mad at me for bringing these things to light 
I want to ask them, well, what do you think about that story? The Chris Watson Shanann story. Don't you wish that there were anti-MLMers then that actually brought out the behind the scenes of what was really going on in their life? Right? So yeah. that's my tidbit about it. You know, um, I, I don't, I, I know there are some things that we are going to discuss today are, um, you know, we've already answered the reason why we care. We've already answered the reason why we you know, why this needs to be put out there. But I do want to also go out there and say that um, Amy is not a private, if she was a private account and not a public figure on Instagram, we wouldn't even be having this conversation, right? right? But she has herself as a public figure on Instagram, social media, right? And she portrays something that is not, real <laughs> so you know it's like if you if you are using your life right for whatever your purposes are in social media whether it's to be an influencer whether it's to show for an mlm you are voluntarily putting information out there and right. it's not really reasonable or i mean it's well it just isn't it's not reasonable to really expect people to um not ask you or not scrutinize you or wonder yeah when there's inconsistencies, you know, anyone who's asked Amy about her daughter on Instagram has been blocked. Yeah. Yeah. And blessed and released. Released. That's right. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. What do, so before we dive into it, cause I know you wanted, I wanted to actually do a deep dive and, um, I do want to give people the chance to, um, I know if people are like me, they don't really, they'll skim through reports and yep. not really read them. Um, I did it the first time. And then the second time after you were on the show, I really deep dived into them. And I was like, holy crap. So the first thing that I do want to go over um, is this um, domestic violence with um, his ex-wife. Yep. So as I remember from reading the police report, it started at a bar, right? Yes. Okay. And they were fighting. And I believe he, she ended up leaving first. I believe so. Yes. Yes. And then she went back to the house um, and he followed her and continued the fight. And from what I read, um, there were, a, I mean, he was beating the crap out of her to where yeah. he even she what I, I saw in there she had previous head injuries I believe from a car accident and she begged him to please do not hit her head um and I think he picked a tv up and threw it at her yep so that that's really crazy to me because this is the thing when somebody has a problem well let's just say that's anger right like that's, that's an issue that's brought on by alcohol. And I'll tell you from experience, um, growing up, I had a person who was very close to my family. Um, and he was the nicest person, nicest person, sober. I mean, nicest person. Wouldn't yes. hurt a fly, wouldn't, I mean, would not like even step on an ant walking down the street. 
Okay. Yep. But get some alcohol in him. And he was beating people, beating people up, throwing, throwing things around the house, broke um, a whole curio cabinet and a glass table. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, so there are like, there is out, there are people out there. And the problem is, is that he was an alcoholic and, and this is like, I do know this person, so I'm not, and I'm not trying to, you know, out them, but they were an alcoholic and they could be the nicest person when they were sober, but they were hardly ever sober. Right. But even when they did go on stints to like sober up, they still acted the exact same way when they were sober, when they were drunk. So Storm sounds exactly like that person that I remember when I grew up. And that's scary for me. Like that's, that's really scary because it doesn't stop. It only gets worse unless you leave. So his ex-wife, from my understanding on the police report, um, I'm guessing the neighbor heard her screaming or heard the fighting or heard the, heard everything. Yeah, and called the police and the police showed up and that's the only reason that she is alive because reading through yeah reading through the police report I mean he wasn't giving up on her at all so he went to court for that um I don't he was charged with felony assault and um and the reason that I'm going through this is because it's going to lay the groundwork for when we get into what happened with the kid with the baby yeah. Um, so we know how he acts. It's not going to just be a one-off. It can't just be a one-off. If it, it just can't. Like everybody knows that one uncle or that one person in their life that when they get drunk, they get angry, and it just continuously happens, right? Um, so he ends up. I'm sure she divorced him after that, and then he ends up meeting Amy, right? Yes, he did, and, and well. And from my understanding, like there was, um, there was a way that he was able to keep his ex-wife out of the state during the court hearing so that she couldn't testify against him. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So he was able to keep her out of the state? Yeah, there was some coordination on his part and his ex-wife and kept her out of the state during the the court um, hearings for it. And it ended up that she was not there to testify oh so i mean we know that if if that did happen we know that it's impossible to prosecute a case if you don't have the witness there yeah wow that is some crazy stuff yes it is for those of you that cannot see her um or will not see her she is looking over the police reports that she has printed out in a binder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, well, only the one police report I have printed out in the binder. And it's yeah. actually the brother, the brother-in-law's testimony, or not testimony, his statement rather to the police um, from when their baby died. Yes. His, oh, that's the Dave. That's, I think his name is David. Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. See, there's a D in there. So I'm just going to read from the report a little bit. I, I'm not okay. finding the part that I meant to find, but this is still very telling. Okay. Um, you know, from the this, report, is, this is the report from the abuse, right? No, this one is from the, when the baby died. Okay. Okay. This is yep. from when, yes. Okay. 
Yeah, so this is from that statement and it says, in regards to the 2017 report, Daniel stated that Storm practically beat his ex-wife to death and alcohol was the catalyst in that event. He stated that Storm's parents assisted Storm and hired an attorney for him. Ultimately, the initial charges were pled to a lower level offense. Daniel went on to say that ultimately Storm was on probation, but was consuming alcohol during the course of his probationary time. It was never caught. He also described irresponsible drinking on the part of Amy and Storm. Um, he went on to tell me that Rachel was asked to be an Amy and Storm's wedding, but she withdrew for irresponsible behavior by Storm and, specific, and Amy specifically concerning alcohol. It was also due in part to Storm being on probation. Wow. So he was still on probation from almost killing his ex-wife. Yeah, and he was when still drinking. Were, and he was still drinking. Yep. And that's the brother-in-law, uh, that's his brother or her brother? So that, the Rachel is Storm's sister. And okay. And Rachel's husband is Daniel. So Daniel gotcha. was the one, yep. Gotcha. And Rachel is the one who did not want to be in the wedding because of their behavior. Yes. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, here. Here's the part I'm looking for. And then on the next page, um, in the third paragraph down, Daniel then confirmed that Amy and Storm met in mid-2018, about one year after the 2017 police report surrounding Storm's ex-wife um, that it was filed. He stated that Amy and Storm married about one year later. Daniel then told me that it was his belief that during the course of the court trial for the 2017 domestic violence incident, that Storm and his attorney had worked with his ex-wife to keep her out of the state during the course of the trial. He believed that was the strategy to keep her uh, in the state of Florida so that the plea deal could be reached. Okay, so I'm gonna read this this next paragraph here also. Okay. Um, and, it says, um, and I then asked Daniel, this is from the statement, the officer asking Daniel, I then asked Daniel what his understanding of the uh, of the events that occurred on the night of May 5th into May 6th. He said that he has only heard it second and third hand from Rachel. He explained it was his understanding that Amy and Storm were mixing Adderall and alcohol throughout the night and that uh, a hired babysitter was going to be responsible. He said that it was his understanding that the nanny slash babysitter had left around 200 hours. He said it was his understanding that Storm and Amy fed the girls with Amy feeding one of the babies. And he says it's his understanding that Amy had put that baby to sleep and gone to sleep herself before Storm had finished feeding the other baby the baby who passed away, mm -hmm. um, he believed uh, that the baby was then found in the bed sheets or in the bed with the sheets over her. It's redacted, so it's kind of broken up. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so Daniel has said in here uh, in, in a couple of different instances that Storm has a past with alcohol and, you know, he hasn't learned. Exactly. And, and I feel that, you know, I feel I had a conversation today that I, I don't know, people might, might agree, they might disagree, but I feel like, you know, there's a disservice done here because he has a problem and, yeah. you know, and it's almost like nobody, he, he's, it's almost like he just keeps getting away with everything, right? That yeah. leads up yeah, to all able. of these, that leads up to all these tragedies. And it's like, how... How can you overlook that, you know? And we're talking about Storm and people are probably like, well, Storm, you know, it's not it's not his business. And I'm, but it is because we know how Beachbody works. You know, you always have the spouse first. So he technically is a Beachbody coach. Um, 
He's most likely Amy's very first. Well, no, not because she's been a coach for a while. But, oh no, but he was added to to her downline initially yeah. to help out whatever, however that works. Yeah, it helps out so you can double dip in commissions is how that works. Okay. So you sign up your spouse and you get your PV, which is 90 PV that you have to have as coach, right? And then you sign your spouse up as a controlled account, which is called stacking, right? And then once you get your PV, which is going to be your Shakeology because that's already over your 90 PV. And then you can go and every other order, every other order, anybody that enrolls, anybody that does anything will get enrolled underneath your spouse's account. So you'll get commission, the, the spouse will get the commission, and then you'll also get the money for the volume. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds so complicated, but. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I don't really go into the whole entire like business side of it because that's more of like Amy, um, yours, like Lance, like that's how she does that stuff. And she has a great video that explains the entire, the entire compensation plan. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, he is part of the business, so that's what makes it even worse because there's a company that he's working for where he has all of these issues and everybody just turns and looks the other way and thinks that they're the perfect couple. Well, right. And yeah, they're far from the perfect couple. And I mean, yeah. man, Storm has just kind of, he's he's he hasn't learned and it would seem that his parents are enabling him by constantly yeah. him and buying his lawyers or hiring them or whatever they're doing and all that they're doing yeah um, it's disappointing and now amy is an enabler also because here's the thing she was made aware of these things before she married him yeah and she still married him she was aware that he nearly killed somebody drunk before and then she marries him and then he does kill somebody drunk right Right. And that's the thing that we, that, that people don't get, right. People are like, well, you know, it's, it's not, it's, she's a grieving mom. So just let it, I'm like, no, it's not, I get that she's a grieving mother and I, and I feel so bad for the fact that she's a grieving mother and she can grieve however she wants to grieve because that is her choice. But the thing is, is that if this was anybody else, like, let's say I was thinking about this today, right? So I was thinking about this today. Anytime that I say anything about Autumn Calabrese on my page, I never get kickback for it. People are always like, heck yeah, you know, go for it. Like she needs to be brought down. Like she's such this, she's such that. She calls me to have an eating disorder. She calls me, people are always like riled up about it, right? But I was like, so yeah. what if, what? And, and they're like, that's, I get, and my thoughts today was it's because of the fact that she's a, celebrity trainer right so you can say stuff about kim k and people will back your back you up on it right like if yes. this was a story that kimberly kardashian had do you really believe people would not say anything about it oh no it would be everywhere it, it, exactly and people would people would simply like cancel her because of the fact that this happened and she tries and she's trying to create a fake life and ignore it, that it never happened. And I'm not comparing Amy to a celebrity, but I am because everything on her Instagram is public and she builds a business off the backs of others and misinformation and lies and manipulation period. And I don't, 
you know, my argument would be to say, is anyone dragging Amy for how she's grieving or are we dragging her for how she's presenting the narrative of the events yes. of her life? Yes. Because I don't see anybody dragging her for taking time off of social media to process grief. I don't see anybody dragging her, um, you know, if she would take the girls' birthday off and just kind of, you know, have a quiet day to herself. Oh, like whatever yeah. that looks like for Amy, I don't think anyone's going to drag her for that. No. What we are dragging her for is uh, the fact that she's presenting her life as something that it isn't in order to make money from people. Yes. Um, she is selling this life to people and it's a life she doesn't have like this. She's trying to use her life to say, see, you can have this too. And she doesn't even have it. Right. It's, that's not even her life. So if she can't have it. She has no business trying to sell it to other people as though like this is achievable for them. And it's like, bitch, please. You don't it, even have it. It's exactly. And it's just like, I talked about this last night on my stories, right? I had a, an incident a couple years ago when I was, um, I was friends with someone and I was in an MLM, a different MLM company, right? I was an It Works girl. And my my upline or whatever, she had posted on her um, Facebook that she had made money, enough money in It Works to buy her dream car and pay for it in full, right? And mm -hmm. I was like, oh my goodness, you know, so I'm pushing for It Works. Like I'm pushing, I'm doing my best to like, wrap everybody right wrap the bellies like that's what I was doing I was a full on it works girl for a year until I, I somehow I woke up right like I didn't Perfect. want like the whole entire stay-at-home mom life I wanted I liked my career I liked my job and um I stopped selling it because it was just icky to me right I, it just felt I didn't like it anymore but that girl actually stayed around and continued to talk to me and like build a relationship with me to where like we actually became close friends okay mm -hmm. and um when I moved I actually uh, stayed with her and came to find out that that car she paid for in full was in was going to be repossessed wow and wow. then I saw like the entire back like behind the scenes of her life. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't even know it. Like, I didn't even know until I had to stay with them for a month because I was moving to where they, like in the city that they lived in. And it was, a, and my, my family was still back where I was, where I was from. Um, and I, I was moving for a job and um, I stayed, and I had been friends with her for years. So even through Instagram, through talking to her on the phone, through meeting her, like what, coming down and doing weekend trips, right? The life was still a facade, like what she was presenting on social media. And until I stayed with her for an entire month, did I realize that it was all fake. So that's the same thing she's doing. Like she's doing the exact same thing and it's wrong. It is wrong. You know how much? how much money I lost just because I believed in the it works dream. Right? Like, that's crazy to me. And that's exactly what Amy does to her followers is, and the people that she talks to, you can be a Jesus loving mama if you want to be right. But stop being fake, like be real. Talk about oh. like, I mean, just stop being fake. That's, that's no. all we're asking.
No, that's not accurate. And, you know, I would argue too that, you know, if, if there's anything that, you know, this, the Humpsner community loves more, you know, it's the classic parlor game of trying to find, you know, daylight in between um, what a hun says and what yeah. the actual truth is, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I would say too, like, what about, you know, with regard to the Innises? The Innises um, like to really portray this financially stable life that they have to worry, you know, zero about money and finances and all the rest of it but you know a quick search in the michigan um court you know you can find a contractor's lien for an unpaid oh wow but i mean it's since been paid but it was it was you know the contractor pulled out a lien for an unpaid um bill and i mean we could also talk about you know how they all love you know the 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 value of a good redemption story right amy in particular yeah, I'm like, we can talk about the supposed value of a good redemption story, but the fact is that Amy refuses to acknowledge um, how Jesus's re- redemptive love transformed Storm from a man who got drunk and nearly murdered his ex-wife to a man who got drunk and negligently killed an infant. Right. Right. It's like, you know, exactly. then let's talk about it. Like, if you're so into, if you're so into what you say you're into, then, then let's talk about it. Then let's put these hard things out there. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what you're saying you're about, that it doesn't matter what you've done, you're, the mistakes you've made. Well, apparently that applies to everybody except for the Baileys. Exactly. And that's the problem. That's the problem. The problem is, is that you're, you're, it, it, you're being a hypocrite, right? Like, that's the problem with Christianity half the time is people are hypocrites, right? Like, they say one thing and do another. Yeah. And it's like, and then, you know, you've brought it up where people say that um, if they do ask about what happened, they're blocked or blessed and released, which is blocked, period. So you can't well, even have a conversation about it. These are also the people who like to say that, you know, like America is the best country in the world. And yet these are also the people that are censoring their own Instagram accounts. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's, you know, like, let's talk yeah. about that. You know, um, I'm sorry. I would expect... Russia or North Korea to be censoring things so to control yeah. the narrative of things. Yeah. But not, not someone who is Christian and has nothing to hide and, you know, has nothing but Jesus's redemptive love and they're, they're loved by Jesus. Nothing else matters. Well then put it out there and stop lying about it to make money. That's it. Yeah. You know what, Hagee, I can't say it any better. Like, honestly, I can't, that's, that's, that's the bottom line. And you know, um, and, and if you go into it, like you even talk about like the, the super trainers, yep. um, autumn is very bad for it. She's blocked so many people. It's unbelievable. Um, because they question, they question her, her nutrition and her programs and, you know, or, you know, they're talking about like how they're their new body positive stuff. Right. And Carl sent that letter and said, can we start over? Um, but never addresses the fact of the matter that they cause people, I mean, they cause me to have disordered eating habits and an unhealthy relationship with exercise. And this is the business that coaches are bringing people into. Because they're to do it. Yeah. 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 The product should sell itself. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't need to, you shouldn't need to break, like to sell a fake life in order for you to be able to sell 
to to recruit somebody to make money. Right. Period. Yeah. No, like it's true. it's completely wrong. Um, so do you have anything else that you want to touch on when it comes when it comes to um to the Baileys or did you um, have I just really want people to understand that there's a difference between grieving and using the, the narrative of your life that isn't true to rope people into spending money so that you can have a certain lifestyle. Yeah. No one's dragging Amy for how she's grieving and that's simply false. Yeah. Um, and if there were an instance where people are dragging her, I mean, I, I would call it out as well. I don't see that happening. Um, I don't understand how people claim to see that happening. Mm -hmm. I think that Amy likes people to think that. But yeah. I also think that that's because it keeps the focus off of what actually happened and the yeah. thing that wouldn't help her. Like there is, um, um, hold on one second here. I'm going to look back at my. So as Daniel, I'm going to read another excerpt here from the okay. first report um, from brother-in-law Daniel. Um, it says, Daniel went on to say that there is a block of people that follow Amy in the dark. He said that these people know Storm's past and they've reached out to Amy's sponsors in the past and they may have had something to do with Storm losing the agency. He stated, that's that's redactive, but I'm adding that in. He stated yeah. that it's a group of people and they're going to cause problems for Amy through various postings on the website Reddit. Yeah. Um, and by the way, that wasn't, at the time, that was not ours. Well, maybe it was. Well, no, that might have been ours. There was a time period where we were kind of offline and not doing, and there was another um, Beachbody Hunt Snark group. Yeah. And, um, but to finish this, uh, he stated on this Reddit thread that there are over a thousand comments on it per week and that they are snarking on Amy. He stated that Rachel is also, um, I'm assuming it's a subject and subject to some of those posts as well. And then he told me that they could be forwarding this. He also confirmed that, sorry here. Um, there was a Amy Okay, so Daniel went on to say that Amy is a beach body coach and that he stated that this was due to her employment um, with beach body. And he went on to say that this is more than likely the end of that. He said that um, it's all about publicity and Amy has an excess of a hundred thousand Instagram followers. He stated that because of that, there is a massive incentive to make this seem like it's less than it is. Exactly. He went on to say that there is a massive conflict of interest between the truth. He went on to tell me that he assumed that this would not bode well um, for her business. Daniel said that Amy has had her twins all over social media over the course of three months and stated that from a PR perspective for Amy's business, the death would not look good for her. And that's, and coming, that's from coming from somebody in their family. Yeah. Yeah. So, to, I mean. And, and it's all. Oh, yeah. It's all available. I mean, in black and white. Like, that's yeah. the crazy part. Yep. It's all available. This is a public record. This is, I'm reading from a public record. This is yes. not made up. It's not fake. Yeah. Um, this is a real thing. And. You know, people can see it. It's in the show notes for the last episode if they want to yeah. see it for themselves. And it'll be in the show notes for this episode as well. Okay. Pretty much going to copy the the show notes and just paste them. <laughs> so no, I'm I mean, a professional podcaster. 
I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'd say the last thing, you know, that we have to add here is just a recap. Like, you know, Storm has an established history where alcohol seems to be the catalyst for him becoming a dangerous person or unsafe person for him to be around. Yeah. Um, he hasn't learned. He has been enabled. Yeah. Amy was well aware of this and she decided to hastily move forward with it anyway. I mean, these people bought a house together within like what, 90 days of, or 90 some days within meeting each other. Wow. So, I mean, this was rushed. Like after she um, divorced her ex-husband, they were, she went to Colorado and like, right, like immediately found Storm and they started dating and it just took off and it went really That's, that's heartbreaking and crazy all at the same time. But it also feeds into the, it also kind of feeds into the idea that this is all a life for Instagram because she wanted to have the marriage, the kids, the everything to sell her lifestyle. Yeah. And so getting that divorce, you know, in her, what, early 30s, like it wasn't a good time for her. So she was quickly looking for the next thing so she could move on. Yeah. And just keep going. And really, what other explanation is there? Especially when you learn, especially when you learn that he was uh, someone who nearly murdered his first wife. There, there isn't, right? There isn't it's one. like. No. It really I, is all about the, like the presentation of yes. life being something that it isn't. And yeah. her life wasn't, her life, her narrative wasn't even her own back then. Wow. So, I mean, that would be all I have to add. I'm speechless, to be honest, like 100% speechless because yeah, it's like. I mean, you, I, I sat here and my heart breaks for the whole situation, right? And mm-hmm. I, my heart breaks <laughs> for for her as a woman because it's like, she. I'm sure she can see that she's gotten herself into something, right? That yep. Yep. she has no idea how to get herself out of it because if she does, that's going to prove everything that everyone has said that she's living a fake life. And I I guess my message would be that, you know, sometimes you need to not worry about what, what you portray on social media. You need to worry about what's inside your home, right? You need to worry about what's, what's really matters, like how your kids can be protected, how you can be protected because The people on social media are not going to save you or your children. You have to save yourself and mm-hmm. speak up and stop, stop being fake. Right. Like I, I always kept, like, I always catch myself just stuck in between this. It's so hard for me to like have any, like, I mean, because Amy is a mom and because Amy is a woman, I don't want people to think that I'm bashing her. But I want people to understand that, like, that's the other reason that, like, it's, she's raising other, she's raising little girls, right? And right. you you do not want your kids to, to see what you're going through. You don't want, you don't want your kids to be exposed to what you're, like, the bad parts of your, like, you don't want, and you try to protect them. And if you can't protect them from the person that's inside your house, but you portray that it's a perfect life on the inside to the outside world. 
I, I can't feel sorry for you. Right. Like no. that's, that's where I get stuck. I get stuck in the middle of that. Like, I think you could empathize for Amy and in, in the fact that like she, she has probably experienced this unspeakable grief that we all hope to never have to experience. Absolutely. Um, my, my heart aches for her when I think of what that must feel like. Yeah. Okay? But I can also, I can also call out critical things and true things about her at the same time um, to make a point about why they're toxic. And those two things can be true together. Yeah. So that my empathy is real, but also that, you know, my criticism is not unwarranted in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Um, especially when she's using it to manipulate other people. Absolutely. Um, it's not, yeah, they can be those, both of those things can be true and they are true. And yeah. um, I think, that that's where people struggle. I think that they think it has to be an all or nothing scenario. And I don't, I don't believe that. I think that, you know, you can be a person who makes mistakes and a person who still works hard to try better than, you know, yeah. in the future, you can all, all of these things. Amy, yeah. Amy has not chosen to um, differentiate yet between yeah. what her actual life is and um, what she says it is. So yeah. until she's able to do that, like, we're going to be here. Yeah. You know, same, same for the Innocents and, um, you know, same for, same for, you know, like Taylor Tereskis and Innocents and, you know, the Favers and all the rest oh, of them. Yeah. They, they all do it. They all do it. it and it's, yeah. Uh, I, I, so, so now that you're going into that, um, and I, I, I know I want to try to wrap it up and not keep you on here for too much longer, um, because, I do know that for a fact you are coming back and we are going to, what, what was it? Deep dive into, to what, how the downlines. The oh, downlines I think were? we were going, I think we had tossed around um, like the downlines of everybody and where everybody fits into like the downline tree. Yeah. Yeah. That and like what relationships also, I will say too, with regards to the Amy thing and regards with regard to this is that you can look yeah. at the downline tree and you can see, Kind of where it all fell apart because a lot of the hunts now really don't associate with amy at all at these events yeah and they don't follow her on instagram yeah and they used to be very close and if you go back far enough in her instagram account you can see them but they will no longer tag her in photos they will no longer mention her in instagram stories it just doesn't happen yeah so um but that's also another that's another day but the the, the whole downline tree would be a, a really fun one to yeah. dive into because it, yeah. it, it keeps it yeah it's a lot. I'd really like to deep dive into that because I have no idea where you get where you get it from, where you see it, or what goes on. So I would, and I would just kind of pick it up. Huh? Well, I think you know, for like after we've all watched these you yeah. know, particular hunts for so long, just kind of learn who's who, who's who. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And like when they have like retreats or whatever, and they bring you know for their leadership, you just kind of figure it all out and um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you also but have been doing this way been, longer than I have, so. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, we've been doing this a little while now, but it also hasn't, you know, it also doesn't feel like it's been very long at all. It certainly doesn't feel, it feels like a lifetime ago, and it feels like um, no time ago that Amy was leaving Wisconsin to yeah. go to Colorado, and I still can't understand how that was just in, you know, mid-2018, and now here we are. Right, right, and it's yeah, 2022, four years later. Yeah. What a dumpster fire. I think maybe that's what <laughs> no I'll call name. I think that's the show's name. The dumpster fire. The dumpster <laughs> fire. Yeah. 
Man, <laughs> the subject matter anyway, right? Yeah, that's the subject matter, the dumpster fire. Um, all right, Miss Hagee Smalls, um, I will do. You, I will put in your Instagram and everything in the show notes, so you don't have to spell it out now. Um, and I look forward to. I look forward to having you back on the show. You're one of my favorite people. I, I actually, I also want to. I can't wait to have the other moderators on. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna reach out to her and see if we yes, can get that going because I think absolutely. it would be so much fun. It really would. It absolutely would. I appreciate you taking the time again to come onto the show and address some of the things that we've we've been we've heard over the past week and just deep dive into some of the things that maybe people just needed to hear um, but don't know it yet. You're right. Um, yeah. And I yeah, I'll put all your information in the show notes. Do you have anything else left that you would like to say? Um, no, I think that's about it. Um, I just okay. look forward to coming back next time. Yes, absolutely. All right, fam, um, you heard it here. We're going to have Peggy Smalls back again, and hopefully we have her co-moderator as well show up eventually. Um, so we are going to put that out there, and I uh, hope that you appreciate what you heard from us today. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please reach out to me on my Call Cheryl Hunt Instagram or email me at callcherylhunt at gmail.com. All right, fam, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Call Cheryl Hun. You're in a cult. I hope you found value in this episode. I hope there is something in this episode that you can relate to. And I hope there's something in this episode that you can take away from. As always, I appreciate your support. If you have a story that you would like to share, please feel free to email me at callcherylhun at gmail.com or reach out to me on Instagram at call Cheryl Hunt. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day, night, evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this episode. And I'll see you next Monday.